Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Are we just going to brush by that? She said, have a hanger. Are no. we just going to brush by that? I don't care if you got a peeping rat. You got to take care of business. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hi. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. I don't, By the way, the, I don't know why the funniest thing you've ever done is just say hi, real, but that just real, happened. Uh, well, real quick on introductions, I do have to say if any of you guys, if none of you guys have listened to the Spiral Mini Pod, even if you have no interest in the movie Spiral, just listen to the opening because Aaron says the most depressing hello <laughs> i have ever heard in my life what did it sound like it's he can see sketch got huddly it was a horror movie i was trying something new leave me alone he was trying something new and it kind of came off just a little sad it and did, it's it did. perfect it's the it best did. thing ever <laughs> Uh, so yes, welcome to yet another, uh, BTS. We are excited to be with you, uh, today. It is interesting because I am, uh, this week I have been probably to more things outside my house than in the entire 14 months previous to wow. this week. Like it is like I had graduation. We had a, a band concert. For one of my sons, like at the school where they, you know, they're letting people in and doing that kind of thing. I've been out to eat a couple times. Um, vaccination life, man, it's it's good. And I'm really starting to feel like in the numbers continue to take a dive. Like, man, it's it's exciting times. Yeah. And again, anything can happen. Fingers crossed. But this last week was really interesting and fun for that. I think well this this past week I was just sick so I I didn't get to go anywhere <laughs> but uh but <laughs> well, sorry about that. No no it's all, it's all good it's totally worth it you know. Uh uh yeah that second vaccine though can be a bit of a can be a bit of a kick to the ass so just be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh but um uh, hydrate hydrate constantly. Uh but anyways uh next week my daughter uh in school and so I think you know I I think starting to get out enjoy the outside is going to be a a, a a thing coming up very quickly for us. So the outside yeah. world. Yes. Yeah. It's and, and again, complete grace and permission for everybody to handle it. However, you need to handle it as things kind of change and it, it's you know it can be scary and all that kind of stuff. Um, because again, we have lived in this just weird, strange world for fourteen months or fifteen months or whatever it's been. And, uh, and so, yeah, changing back from that is, it's going to be different for everybody. But yeah, for me this week, and my wife even mentioned it. She was like, man, it's been so great to see you get out of the house 
And I think I think for her it was also <laughs> she thought God. you were gonna be she thought you were turning into Amy Adams and uh, yeah, in Woman Leo. in the Window. Please, yeah. God, go. no, 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 no. You, you're joking, but I think that is part of it. I think no. there was a part of her that was afraid, like how much I love being a hermit, that this was gonna be an excuse to like be a hermit for the rest of my life. I, I'm in the same. No, my wife was. Yeah. My wife expressed to me like maybe when I went to the movies a few weeks ago. My mm-hmm. wife, I think, breathed like a sigh of relief that I chose right. to go do something. She right. really did, and she said something to me. Yeah, I was starting to get a little concerned that maybe you just weren't gonna <laughs> ever. What well, we don't work out of the house either, right? So right. I mean, that, right. that's part of it. And then, and I, my, my daughter was being uh, distance learning, so I didn't have to go pick up my daughter from school. I mean, it, it was really just. Yeah, I was, I was, I was homebound for a long time. So yeah. When I was like, I think I might go to a movie. My wife was immediately like, yes, yeah. you should go. Yeah. You should you absolutely should do that. hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. Like four Shoot. hours. <laughs> yeah. I bought concert tickets this morning. Uh, my daughter's going nice. with me to an Alice Cooper concert in October. So one of the last things I, I did before all this happened uh, was one of my sons and I went to see Weird Al live in concert. And I God, look back I on still, that very- I still wish I'd seen him. Very, very fine, fondly. So yeah, fun times. Uh, so yeah, it's a new world, but yet BTS here week after week doing our thing. Uh, by the way, episode 100, welcome. Wow. Oh, yeah. uh, Congrats, guys. So congrats on that. We are going to celebrate with a two-year anniversary that should be coming up soon. Of the podcast, Can and we'll talk more it? about it. Will that be stuff six then, hours. So. <laughs> no, it won't, is, it won't be. John, the the pressure, the pressure that just came down on me when you said oh, that was no. just like I could. I was like, no, no. We should. We are should... each editing two hours. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say we should like each edit our own version of the show. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a normal 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 length show. No, no, it'll be very extra fun. super long because according to our survey that we did at the very very beginning, it's been a long time, but. People would listen to our show even if it was like three hours long. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah so. it's true. It's true. <laughs> Having said all that, it'll probably be shorter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not lying. It'll actually probably be a shorter episode. But, Man, uh, I'm just saying everything wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but we will. We'll Put have a bunch a good of stress on Aaron with my joke. Sorry. We should just do an outtakes only episode. Hmm. Would that make them outtakes, or would they then be intakes? I mean, as a, as like a little, uh, we we recap our you know talk talk about our favorite things, recap our moments, reflect, and it's just all us just in our shenanigans, completely outtake. <laughs> Full shenanigans. Full shenanigans. I like it. Uh, well, that's not what we're doing this week, so let's get into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. We kick it off with commercial sins. Um, Big green egg. Can I just say, didn't know this was a thing. Never had heard about it before in really? my life. Had Never. no clue what this was. I, to be fair, I don't grill. So <laughs> Right, me either. I, I know very little about grills. I, it's just, it, it's just, it's not a skill I have. Like I, it, I, you know, I have tried. I just, I just don't have the skill. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a stovetop kind of guy. So we decided to get a new grill. We, we bought a grill four years ago. No, no, no. We bought my dad a grill four years ago, and he gave us the one that he it was replacing. Mm-hmm. And our, our deal to each other was if we can learn how to use this grill, then in a few years we can figure out if we want to upgrade the grill. 
and Justin has done a great job learning and he loves it. So um, we bought a nice grill and then we had a couple of friends come over to the house because we also are starting to do more. Uh, he's like a, they're very particular. They like, they like nice things. And I forgot that he works for a place that sells these green egg things. Like he actually, oh, no. so he comes over and the first thing he does is starts judging us on our brand new grill oh, and how no. we could have done better with the green egg. And I was just like, dude, that's, that's bold and brave. I am, I am just opening up my home to people again. And the first mm -hmm. thing you're going to do when you come into my house is judge my grill. Grill shaming. Grill shaming. Man, yeah. People that are into grilling, man, they're really into it, right? Green eggers, uh, man. They're Bear intense, apparently. <laughs> Green eggers. I don't know. I don't know what Barrett and Jeremy use, but I know Barrett and Jeremy, they share, you know, their weekend, you know, grilling. Yeah. yeah like Barrett's got a smoker. Barrett's yeah. really he's into it. He's super into yeah. it. He's super into that stuff. Yeah. 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 If you if you want the uh, yeah if you go to Barrett's you're you're hanging out by the smoker uh, <laughs> talking about yeah. life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fun, uh, but I'd never heard of it. He makes so. Barrett, by the way, makes the best barbecue ever had in my life. Just oh nice, that. yeah. I would love amazing. to try that sometime. I would love yeah. to try that sometime. Um, yeah, I had never heard of it, so I really don't have a lot of thoughts on the product in general. Uh, and I'm also not. I mean, uh, yeah. my wife does all the grilling for us. Like if we ever do burgers and dogs or whatever, she's the one that likes to get out there and do that. So. You know, I just, I, I really know nothing about grilling, so. Yeah, it usually involves flames. Uh, right? I can tell <laughs> you is, that. There's you a skill to it, though. That, that, that is the thing. Like, there's an element of danger there that, that oh, yeah. I think I, I stay away from, you this know? This is like, why we did not grill. The, the grill that we had previous, uh, the lighter, the igniter button was broken mm -hmm. on it. And so you had to turn on the propane and then take a lighter, you know, wait for the kind of propane to sort of build up in the atmosphere and then like mm -hmm. hit it and then it would light. Yeah. And my husband is terrified of this, like that particular part because he's afraid, of course, everything's going to blow up, you know? Yeah. And it did not help that one of the first times he went to go light it, he had let it run far too long. And so when he stuck the flame out, it did like the thing, you yeah. know? Uh, and it was intimidating and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah jump back. Danae's husband has no eyebrows. He has no eyebrows. <laughs> he legitimately will stand about two feet away from it. And since he's got really long arms, he's six six, so he's or six five, so yeah. really long arms. He'll just stand as far away as possible and just reach over and like turn his head the other direction and just click it into the air. It's a, it's a pretty great. The new one does not require so much, but it is dangerous. Grilling is dangerous. You have yeah, to and I was be just... prepared. I was just built with that extra portion of caution into me or whatever. Like I like a, adrenaline doesn't do it for me. Like I remember the first time I rode a um like a what are the a jet ski and I was like, nope, I'm out. I don't. This, this is not fun. This is dumb. Somebody's gonna drown. Somebody's gonna die. <laughs> like and my wife is out there just like ramping waves and. <laughs> no, I do that. I do that. No, I would grill if I had the. I just, I just. There's an art to it that I've never been able to master. Uh, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. This new grill's really nice. Uh, there is something about the upgrade to. I, I want to say this is probably super wrong, but I want to say that they're uh, porce that what what the meat is placed on top of is porcelain or something like there's something about the surface that the meat mm -hmm. is now being grilled upon that you. is supposedly better but i have noticed that our food tastes a little bit different with this new grill and i really am excited cool. about it yeah and that's he's excited cool. about it too 
I do want to point out that someone in the chat said, taste the meat, not the heat. And I really loved that a lot. So I'm going to have to <laughs> take that one to Justin. So Aaron, you've never been a, you've never been a motorcycle guy. You never ridden motorcycles no, or anything like them. that. Hey, like oh, I, I wish they didn't exist. Do like you, I just like, do you think Jonathan knows about my motorcycle riding days? Oh yeah. Danae I know. I, I grew up on them. I, I oh. got, I got my first motorcycle when I was eight years old. That's so cool. yeah. wow. Yeah. Well then we yeah. won't talk about my experience. My, my, I have uncles that uh, race dirt bikes and I don't ride yep. them anymore. My wife's terrified of them. So I don't ride them anymore. My, my mother used to ride a Harley. She quit doing that a few years ago when my stepfather got sick. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just see death. That's just all. Like, I just like that. Whatever yeah. it is well, that, that is you in should, me, like, then you shouldn't ride them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's let's get into it a little bit. Uh, by the way, Jeremy wrote this one. This was a Jeremy Scott script uh, for the big green egg. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off? What are some of your favorite sins from this one? Um, my favorite sin was the you don't know what I'm dying, bitches. Sorry, my favorite one. Uh, I liked I liked this one a lot, but that one made me laugh. Yeah, this one's really funny. Um, I liked uh, so it's an Instapot. Yeah, that one. No. <laughs> those yeah. are the exact. Those are the two I had. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. Well, there we you are, go. We are the same person. We are. You simpatico. don't know when I'm dying, do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you? All right, then we can move on to TV sins. Uh, doing another episode of the Big Bang Theory, the friendship algorithm. Uh, this was a Hughes Watkins script. Jonathan and Danae writing on this one. Um, as yeah. is as is per usual with Big Bang theories, yeah. you two have kind of been the go to on those. Yeah, um, well, I've actually Star I've Wars? seen the show. I'm the only one yeah. that's actually watched like the entire series or the majority. Of it. I think I've seen every episode. Yeah, um, and, and, and I was some really of these early on ones one. I've seen several times because my wife used to. It's in syndication, you know. It's like in the afternoons I'll show back to back episodes. My wife used to watch those quite a bit, so I would catch them again every now and then if I was watching them with her. But uh, yeah. I'm yeah. not quite the fan she is, but uh, I don't know. I just like—I think I've said this in the past. I just—I like the cast for the most part, and they mm -hmm. do play—they do play off each other well. Um, and uh, uh, so that that aspect of it, I think, for a sitcom, that's part of what makes a sitcom work. I think so. That aspect of it, I think they have down. But I just—I don't. It's just not—you know—it's not funny consistently enough, really. Uh, I don't. I still don't know why I watch so many episodes of it. I think I just got kind of used to it. It was just my weekly thing. So, well, you guys do great on these scripts. Um, I I love Jonathan your knowledge of the world and kind of seeing everything and your ability to understand the characters on a broad level. Mm -hmm. Danae, I love how you point out the the things that haven't aged well, like the sexism yeah. that's just inherent in this show, like right from the yeah. beginning. Um, Danae so hates Penny's clothing. I like Penny's clothing. Listen, I didn't say I hated it. I do she enjoy she hate looking at it. I, I didn't say I hated her clothing. No, it's just I everybody said, else is all like doll. Like they have like jacket. Up. Yeah, and that's something yeah. I've actually noticed in every episode is that the guys wear like four shirts. They have an undershirt, <laughs> then they have a t-shirt, then they have look. a long sleeve shirt, then they have a t-shirt over look. that or a jacket. It, and it's and incredible. In California, by the way, they're in California. <laughs> really. I think they're, yeah, I think we should NL send that. I think I think so. I think that's right. No, they have to be because they go to like they like go to conventions and stuff and like San Diego and stuff. So I think they're like I think they're in L.A. We I, really some, should send that then because it's it's really to me distracting. Their, when you're their clothing. when you're a, when you're a younger and you don't have muscles and you're kind of puny and you don't really like your body, you wear a lot more clothing. That's just <laughs> I uh, guess so. I I know I did. So I guess I, I guess relate. so. 
<laughs> so what happens in this episode? Is it a good episode, Jonathan? Is this one of the better episodes? Uh, I, I think there's not. No, it, it's not as good as some of the other ones we've covered for sure. Because I uh, first off, I don't like um, all of a sudden I forgot his name. The 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 guy he's trying to be friends with. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up for you. He's got the but but he's got like this like I mean a we didn't even really talk about it but he's got this ridiculous list not that people don't have this but like the way they play it in the show it's just kind of obnoxious and it's kind of insensitive I would say uh, Kripke I Kripke. just remembered it good job um, and I just I just I don't know I always found him very annoying for various reasons so I never really cared when he was there and then um, uh, the what's the, even the like the is there so even the, a B plot I trying to remember what the B plot was um. No, I guess they're really. I guess they're really isn't, isn't. Yeah. on this yeah. one. Essentially, the whole point is that Kripke has control of a, a specific machine at work, and in order for the idea at the very beginning is that in order to access this machine to be able to process the data for an experiment, you have to be friends with Kripke to get on the list. So yeah. Sheldon decides he wants to create a friendship he attempts to do that it fails so he comes up with this plan to friend him which includes reading a book it includes the flow chart and then of course the shenanigans of uh like going to places with Kripke and then inviting him back to the house and him interacting with the people and having kind of the whole the yeah. end of it which is the revelation at the end is that mm -hmm. you don't have to be friends with Kripke at all there's just a list you have to get on and so that's whenever he's immediately booted back out of the friendship group. Yeah, and and it's just I don't know the humor is just not there for me. This the one scene I do find kind of funny though, even though we definitely sent it because it's it's cringy. But uh, I just love uh, I love Sheldon or the act. Who's who's that? It's Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Mm -hmm. I like Jim Parsons how he plays that scene in the in the bookstore with the little girl because <laughs> it's just. He has no idea that what he's doing is inappropriate at all. And yeah. and it's not like it gets like real creepy or anything, but it's just, you know, he's like, you can be my new friend and all that stuff. So that's like the one scene that like I genuinely laugh at. But uh, the rest it's of the show, but it's a fan favorite, you know, so right. I, I'm an idiot, that's I guess. No, no, no. I That's what I was going to say. It sounds like <laughs> one of those things where the episode has a bunch of like things that fans remember. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I remember the flow chart, or I remember mm -hmm. that scene with the girl, or I remember that, like, and well, so he also yeah, passes has a out high while he's yeah. climbing, God, that and that so that dumb. part I think is is probably a surprising moment when he has a panic attack and he says, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass out," and then just like you know, <laughs> I love rag how you backwards. I love how you send the asshole standing at the bottom just looking up at him <laughs> yeah. and not helping him at all. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a great a great outtake with uh, at the end with that from a Christmas Story. Oh um, yeah, so Randy good. Randy laid there like a helpless slug. It was his yeah. only defense. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, uh, I'll start us off with the sins since you guys wrote on this one. Uh, my very first one was one we've already mentioned: uh, dressing every character except the female in seven layers of clothing. I love those kind of observations. Um, looking for a murder mystery, this section here. Oh, oh wait, so no, good. this is the math section. And then just the continued breakdown of how all those books were just, did you just random Did you books. look up those, were those titles? Like, did you look up the uh -huh. titles today? Yeah, and... that'll be my keeping tabs. Because I was like, oh, how nice. did you know that was a murder mystery? Because it looked like a vampire <laughs> book to me or something. Like, I couldn't nice. figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, this girl doesn't immediately find an adult and I blame her parents for forgetting to teach her this very important rule. If a stranger wants to show you a monkey, punch him in the funky junkie. 
Uh, thank you for that. That was that was a pleasure to deliver. Uh, everyone around this table is willing to endure Sheldon booting out their friend Raj for answering a question incorrectly. Uh, none of these friendships are healthy. Everyone here is toxic. Uh, loved that very much. You know, and I then also of, like that the comments like back that up. Like, thank you. Oh, I've been saying wrong. that yeah. for years. Yeah. And, I, and so. I think, yeah, and I think, I mean, I think the show tries to, I mean, I think the show does that on purpose, which is, also, but but it, but at some point it's just not funny anymore, right? And I think it yeah. just I think that 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 yeah. also factors into how things age, which you know. And then I have to mention the piece de resistance, the food poking bonus round. Holy cow! I don't even know. What, it's it's like a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Uh, it is so funny. It's like it's one of those things where you read the comments on this video. And it's like three out of every four is like food bonus round is amazing. It's I was just like, so yeah, pleased yeah. by that. I went oh, there. Amazing. I went there today. It was the first time to look at the comments today this uh -huh. morning, and I, I was sort of stunned by it. But yeah. it, the bonus round made me laugh every single time. It is. I so watched great. It. it. There's just and then there's that one run where he pokes that fucking salad like thirteen <laughs> times. So it was just something like, you just ding, ding, it just ding, got ding, on your ding, nerves when you were yeah. watching the show because I never yes. would have caught that. I Why went back and I, I watched that. Um, so I, I watched it through one time. I watched it through the second time, which is I usually review uh, the TV shows at least twice fully. Right. And then I'll go back and see like specific parts or I'll go back to a specific scene and, and like maybe try to find something else to uh, that could be there that maybe I missed. <laughs> but for the most part, I do two solid views on every TV since episode. But mm -hmm. this one I watched three times because I realized at the end of watching it the second time through that I was so distracted by all the times they poked the food. I'm like, that's a bonus round, right? That has to be. So I went back and I watched and I counted every single time they stabbed their food and I made, you know, all the marks and stuff for that. And I wrote up for the editors. I'm like, this is kind of the vision that I have. I would love it to be every time it's poked, there's like a little plus one that just pops out of their food. And it was a beast for them to do. I applaud Ashley. Thank you for bringing that to life because it is one of the best things I think I've ever done. <laughs> there, in fact, there <laughs> really is, good. Uh, there is, I mean, food in this show is insane because there's so many scenes with them just sitting around the couch eating or they're at the cafeteria at work eating. Um, like it's kind of amazing. I mean, they must have serious exercise regimes because I don't know how else they stay in the shape. Well, they don't in. eat. They just poke <laughs> their they food. They don't. Oh, that's, true. that's true. But it's also like that acting one-on-one thing, right? Like, what are you yeah. doing with your hands? Yeah. You got to do something yeah. with your hands. And it's yeah. like, that's all they do. And it's like, it was great. It was a great thing to notice. And I'm glad you did. The editor sent us a sample of it. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first time I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen that. I was confused as to what was going on. Yeah. Because it was like, going to take so long yeah. for them to put together. She did the first, just the first scene of them sitting at mm -hmm. the table. And it was like, let's just make sure this is what you want. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Because if she had done all <laughs> of that so and then you were beautiful. like. <laughs> if she had done all of that, though, and then you were like, that's not what I wanted. I oh, know. she would have killed been us. Awful. I would have I would have been murdered. Actually, if you could move every plus one just about a half a millimeter to the just left. Just a little bit. No, it was Sounds perfect. Like it was so perfect. And I also kind of enjoy, you know, part of our job is to be a little trolly, as we know. And many of the comments and even during the live chat is like, that is all I will see watching the show now since it happened so much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm yeah. like, he, 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 I kind of ruined and, it for you, didn't I? Oopsie. Well, 
and you will start noticing it in other things too because oh, it is very so much an here. actor thing because sure, you, sure. you don't but, want to be eating nonstop during like 20 different takes but it's and so, still yeah. this shows like they have a choice that every scene does not need to contain food that's a choice that they're making you right know? right it is so, all over the place it's almost so, every scene has food in it we it's, recently talked about this in um enchanted uh there's a scene at a pizza place where they never touch the pizza and there and there was almost a sin in that uh that in that entire room nobody takes a bite of food in the background the entire time through that entire scene no one eats any food can you and imagine? it's just it's just it's something you'll just start noticing. You'll just start noticing well, and that. It's frustrating as somebody who loves it's hungry. Food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's and eat loves it. pizza. Like how are you not Yeah, you're just screaming at the TV. Yeah. Eat the goddamn pizza. <laughs> Yes. Uh, that's what I had. I'm pretty um, sure Aaron didn't say one of those words, by the way. <laughs> Jonathan, what did you have? Um a lot of that I, I just loved uh, the mall books. Books at the mall. <laughs> yeah. Uh or I love the two, the thing where, uh, 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 God, I'm like, I'm like blanking on every character's name, but, um, Raj? where the front, huh? Not Raj, the other one, Howard, where Howard is talking about like how, you know, he's, he's so excited. He might not be Sheldon's friend anymore. And then he realizes that he still is. Like and you then have wrote the, stop going to Sheldon's house, stop answering the phone or just whistle apparently. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also liked unfounded optimism is unfounded. I like when we play around with our mm. typical mm. stuff. So yeah, felt that one deeply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanae, what about you? Uh, you guys did a great job on those. Um, the only one uh, that we didn't mention is I really enjoyed the flowchart ones too. Just how ridiculous yeah. the flowchart was when you really start to break it down. Um, I was kind of hoping that maybe it would be really solid because of the show and how particular they are. Uh, they are, but it was very confusing and I'm glad that there was something in there to send because it yeah. was a central part of their plot and whenever we can send something that's a central start of the central part of the plot then we're we're in good shape all right let's move on to SpongeBob SquarePants uh who lives in a pineapple lives in a pineapple and is always on TV sins uh SpongeBob SquarePants is the answer mm -hmm. uh Bubble Stand this was a Dicer Hughes script Danae and I writing on this one um Man, I, I we're doing a, we're we're doing a sponge run. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, no, but because I I made well, I can't I guess I can't talk about that's future stuff. But uh, I, I I was making notes on an edit the other day, and halfway through, I I thought, wait, did I write on this one? Am I am I making notes too soon? Yeah, it was very yeah. weird. But anyway, yeah, we're doing I did not write on this things one. at once. I did not add anything to this one. We are in the midst of a sponge run, and I got to say, I'm really enjoying these episodes. Um, yeah. I have gone from what is SpongeBob to this is dumb to that's kind of funny to nope, I love this show over just, the course of sending it. <laughs> like, I don't know that I would like, I don't know that I would watch it outside of what we do, but I am enjoying I mean, I enjoy it now. I'm like, almost I remember there. when we first started doing it, I, I was like, I don't get this. Like, why do people like this? Fuck this yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm almost to the place where I'm about ready to start like binging them on Paramount Plus or whatever. Like, you know, it's 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 And Mets cast is very happy that we like it. So. It's just the you, once you it, like a lot of things. Once you zone into the tone of humor, you just you find yourself at peace there and you're just like, "Oh, I I see what's going on here. The randomness is the beauty." You know, like it's <laughs> 
So um, anyhow, I'm you know I don't have a ton to say about this one other than it was like the second episode of SpongeBob or something, and so yeah. this is like really early SpongeBob. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, the early ones are it's just a very simple concept. I feel like the more the deeper we get into it, the more twists and turns it takes because mm-hmm. there's not a lot that happens in this short episode. But it seems that in other ones, there's quite a bit that happens every few minutes. The scene changes or something goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, it's literally just blowing bubbles. So. Wait, which one is <laughs> right. this one? Which one is this one again? This Squidward. is the one this is... when um, literally SpongeBob puts up a bubble stand and he and Patrick blow bubbles after oh, yeah, a yeah, special yeah. like twirling uh, motion. Squidward yeah, yeah, poo-poos yeah. them and then ends up blowing a rage bubble, which lifts up his house. And then the house drops down the end. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole thing. So. Uh, yeah. Um, let's get into it. Uh, Jonathan, since you didn't write on this one, uh, uh, what are some of your favorites? Just kidding. I know what a bassoon is. Very funny. <laughs> there's there's a really good story with those sins. <laughs> should okay. I tell it today? Or of course. Of course you, you should. Uh, so That's the whole we show. Got- I know. That's what we do here. It's called That's what behind we do here. the sins, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it is. It is another one in the comments. The the whole thing with the narrator completely not knowing what a clarinet is as a running gag in this episode. People really enjoyed that. That happened accidentally. Uh, Danae literally called it an oboe, thinking it was an oboe <laughs> oh. in her script. I thought you were going to give thought, us a band camp story. And I, was very and I thought. I thought that was hilarious, and, and she intentionally meant it as a joke, and so I, I added the, I'm just kidding, I know what a bassoon is, and then changed everything else in the script so that we never said clarinet. Yeah. And then she she writes, I and I think I even I think I even commented you on it like this is hilarious. Yeah, I was like, this is yeah. one of the funniest things ever. And she's like, well, let me be honest, uh, thought that was an oboe. <laughs> I was I was in band. I don't know if now I could tell the difference between a clarinet and an oboe. They're very similar, right? Are they not? Oh, I mean, no. They're pretty different, but, in my no. opinion. They're both they're both I mean, straight woodwinds, like, but it's not like a it's not like it's a French horn. And so a, so here's correct. what happened at the Shuba. beginning. At the beginning of my script, I called it an oboe. At the end of the script, I called it a clarinet because Squidward himself calls it a clarinet. And so my son followed it. And I didn't fix my previous oboe. Like I didn't think about it. And I sent my script Mm -hmm. in. And so Aaron thought that I did it on purpose because I called it the oboe incorrectly. And then I correctly called it clarinet. So it turned into something brilliant. And that's just how. That's how it works. (laughs) That's That's how it works. How it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little more going on with an oboe, but still, yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I get it. I can see. I mean, if, you, if you're not like looking at oboes and clarinets all day, I mean. Uh, I, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it is what it is. No, it's great. It's beautiful. It's really yeah. beautiful. Jonathan, continue. What were some of your other uh, favorites? Uh, oh, SpongeBob. Uh, starfish do not have lungs. There, I said it. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Which is really, uh, it's. I'll talk about why that's funny in a couple weeks. But uh, <laughs> will you? Will you remember? That's the question. Yeah, I think so. No, I think you, we'll remember. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Uh, sending, and I just like sending what the currency of the coin was. I just thought that was mm-hmm. really funny. Like, where did this? Like, like, because that would be like, do they just get money like from the? I yeah. have so many questions. And I have I know, so many questions I know JC, every episode. I know Mets cast is just going to be like, it's a cartoon, but. Uh, <laughs> so many well it's like it's hard and it's hard every episode like i i start to write and then i'm like no we've got too many of these this wouldn't be in the ocean you know but mm-hmm. it's like god there's just so much stuff but i'm like 
But it's also, but it's almost become like a running gag that we understand yeah. that we always say it. Like, you yeah. know, like we throw it in, you know, in crazy places because we get it. We're always saying it's underwater. The stuff shouldn't be happening underwater. So, mm-hmm. uh, Danae, what about you? Uh, that I did not write down very many for this one. Um, okay. I liked, I liked our outtakes on this one a lot though. Um, yeah. the p- pink elephants, things like that, uh, which was really fun too, because I'm like, this is from my, I, I have a memory. There's another pink elephant somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, where is this in my subconscious? So I had to go on like a little hunt to find that one. And then one person in the comments was like, thank God it was in there. I was like, I did that for you. I did that for you. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, got a lot of sh- shout outs for the uh, Saxaboom. Uh, outtake where he starts to play his clarinet and then i inserted the a clip of jack black playing the saxaboom on jimmy fallon which is a great <laughs> clip if you if you've ever seen it um watching jack black play this kid's instrument like it's a rock and roll uh <laughs> to end all rock and roll it's just jack the best black is the best i don't think we he appreciate really him is, enough. He's so good. like he's so, he's go- good. He's so good he makes some movies that aren't that great but he's sure just- as a person, like he's just he has to be just like the most fun person to hang out with. Like he he can't not be fun. I I was researching an outtake for something and stumbled upon just just a random scene from the uh, Pick of Destiny movie. Um, yeah, and, which isn't good. And no, in my opinion. it's not. But it was just a, it was the scene where he was meeting Kyle Glass for the first time. <laughs> And it was, I was dying. Jack Black yeah. is so good in I that might, scene. I, I wonder, yeah. I haven't seen that since it came out. I wonder if I rewatched it, if I would be like, you know, I, there there might be some things in there that I find funny. Or I just remember at the time yeah. I was kind of disappointed because I was such a Tenacious D fan. And I was just like, oh, what was that? Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. School of Rock. School of Rock is one of my all-time favorite comedies. Yeah. So yeah. he's amazing. Um, let's see. You guys, you mentioned most of mine. I did want to mention that's not art. That's just annoying. And then setting it by just saying NFTs. I was glad to get an <laughs> NFT in, in there. Uh, and then the only other one I wanted to mention, just because it's a really beautiful pun that is un, that is hard to appreciate because it's not a common word. Uh, but when he blows the bubble, when he makes a lot of noise and blows the bubble and then it just like drops... And the sin is eructile dysfunction. Uh, eructing is another name for like burping or making noises with your mouth. Uh, and so like it just it was one of those perfect kind of like puns that nobody's going to get because nobody uses the word uh, erupt. Uh, no. So, yeah. Nor do we use go. masticate, but it makes for great <laughs> jokes. It does. It does. All right. We can move into music video sins. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Deja Vu. Um Jonathan, a lot of Olivia Rodrigo going on at your house, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. are you talking about what my daughter said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. My, daughter, my daughter is a huge Olivia Rodrigo fan, and I don't remember how she found out we were doing this. I think her and my, I think her and my wife were listening to... The, oh, yeah, that's what it was. They got home the other day, and my wife was just texting me like, hey, we're still in the car listening to a song. I was like, okay. And then, uh, and then they came in a few minutes later, and uh, they were listening to this song, the Deja Vu. And then I was like, oh, that's what, you know, I just reviewed an edit of that today. We're, we're sending that this week. And then my daughter got really mad. She was like, what? <laughs> what? How and can then, you event, do that? And then, uh, and then, of course, I blame Barrett, you know, because I had nothing to do with it. And uh, <laughs> she, then, she then said, Uncle Barrett is mean. And uh, mm-hmm. she, she walked off. She's a little upset. But uh, she had a smile yeah. on her face, so I think she's okay. She gets it. But this is the first time I've ever actually had seen her like be a little irritated that we were sending something you know, <laughs> specific. Uh, so anyways. Yeah. 
Fun yeah. times. But no, she um, loves her. Yeah, there's a lot of... I hear a lot of Olivia Rodrigo at our house. Yes. This song is fine. Uh, if yeah, I go into if If I go into my... Um, my my classic overthinking uh, of the lyrics and such. It's a re- it's a really unhealthy outlook. You know this idea of holding on to past relationships in a way that that make you obsessed or or you know focused on the person from your past relationship. It's also a natural thing. So like I'm not like denying that it's something worth exploring or singing about. Um, you know, but the movie never really or the movie <laughs> the, song never, <laughs> the song the song never really finds its way out of that. Um, yeah. So in 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 really. You are one step away from a real problem when you're in that mindset. Like you are one step away from, you know, actual stalking and (laughs) in prison and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And murder. Murder. Uh, (laughs) Murder. 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 But I, but I think it's okay. I think it's good. I think the song itself is, you know. Yeah, it's she's she's great. Yeah. uh, I mean, she seems like a. I mean, she's she's. She's got talent. She was on S- she was on Saturday Night Live here recently too. Yeah, so I saw her last that. week yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because she was on the the uh, Keegan Michael Key episode or whatever. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes. but uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm with you. I think I agree with you 100. percent Tanae, did you have any thoughts on the song itself? Nah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can get into the sins on it then. Barrett writing this one. Tanae, why don't you start us off on those then? What were some of your favorites? Yep, that was a good one. Yep, I like that one. Um, I really enjoyed the sin about like, um, that led to the, this cheeseburger is great, but I already had one with my ex. Yeah. That was my favorite. The, the point, just pointing out how stupid it would be that you can't repeat things with your next uh, person and how impossible that would be, but just going to cheeseburger and how the delivery of that one was my Mm -hmm. most favorite on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, That that was the best to bear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that voice was, yeah. but it was. It, it oh, was wait, like he was I, eating the cheeseburger <laughs> as he was saying the sin, and it was yeah. really to pause funny. The edit because I was laughing so <laughs> yeah. hard. It was. It's, it was almost. It was almost very Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, actually, there's a little bit of that there. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Uh, is Olivia editing this video footage now? I have to say, she's putting a lot of effort into this stalking. I thought yep. it was. Uh, <laughs> And uh, which I guess we've kind of already hit t- touched on. And then it just the it's it's so just him Barrett once again, just the syntax, just him having issues with mm-hmm. stuff not being capitalized. There's no accents. <laughs> it was just He's was very that perturbed. The one? I can't remember yeah. if that's the one I had this one written just written down to say this. But the uh, yes, I'm yelling at a cloud part. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really the same one. Life. Was yeah. that the same like one? 31 yeah. cents or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had to mention was the uh, the shower curtain argument. And I, I I love it when a Sins video will have like just actual real life practical advice in it. And this is one of those moments where it's like, guys, don't leave your shower curtain open. That's how mildew forms. You have to, you know, <laughs> yeah. close the shower curtain so that mm-hmm. it can dry out and not form mildew. And yeah, my, I mean, that is a legit conversation my wife and I have had, you know, about uh, because I'm somebody who likes the shower curtain open because I get scared that somebody's hiding behind it. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, no, you're not. I all, we have ours closed. Well, we we have a walk in shower in our main bathroom. But uh-huh. if I use the guest bathroom, I always check the shower before I sit down. <laughs> just, That's crazy. That weird? No, I have the I, same I, thing. Yeah. That's so interesting. We've, see, we've seen Psycho too many times. I guess that's yeah. probably oh, that, would, it. that wouldn't be the same thing though. They weren't. He wasn't actually in the shower. But anyway, the answer, of course, is a clear shower curtain that you can yes. then leave closed. But, okay, so uh, let me let me just be very clear. <laughs> clear, clear curtain, clear. I don't check the curtain 
but I do know where objects in my house are that I could use to defend myself. <laughs> so enough. for me, I am prepared. If there is something that's going to happen, I know where within arm's reach I have weaponry. I think it has to be, it has to do with being in a vulnerable position too, right? Because I right. mean, you're not, yes. yeah, I mean, you're not, uh, you know, ready to defend yourself, I guess. <laughs> what, in the shower? Yeah, no, in the, using no, the bathroom. Using the bathroom. I, it doesn't matter. Once, once your life is in, is threatened, you don't care if you've got a hanger. You're just getting no, up not, and you're just taking care nothing, of business. You're going to defend yourself. Rational. Yeah. There's nothing rational about it. I'm just saying what you, are, we just, are we just going to brush by that she said have a hanger? Are no. we just going to brush by that? No, well, at first, I thought she meant, like, I was confused. I thought she was talking about coat hangers. No, I was like, Wait, no, you can use like, it as a weapon. You have a I'm just coat saying. Hanger to attack. I don't care if you're. I don't care if you got a peeping rat. You got to take care of business. <laughs> you just use it to your advantage. No one wants shit in their eyes. Smear it on their face. You know. Oh mercy! I yeah. don't care if the turtle's head's only halfway out. You got to do stuff sometimes. I do want to say though, Jonathan. I know that that's a trigger for you, so I'm. I'm not saying oh, that no, you. I hope you're okay. I started. Okay, okay. That's, that's true. Okay. That's fair. Um, so I did want to mention the the shower curtain uh, <laughs> argument because I like that as well. All right, let's move into uh, cinema sins. We'll kick it off with Isle of Dogs, not I love dogs, although that wordplay is intentional. I'm sure. Um, so I love dogs. Uh, Cher Watkins script, Barrett and Jonathan writing on this one. Um, I like this movie. I don't like it as much as Wes Anderson's other stop motion, Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox. Um, but I do like it. It's quirky. It's interesting. Um, I vibe with it a little bit. I so. I had never seen it. Uh, I I'm pretty sensitive towards animals and movies. So sure. when I knew the what the movie was that they were abandoning dogs on a trash island, mm-hmm. that just didn't really pique my interest. And the first time through when I was watching it, I think I was a little sensitive to that. I was kind of like hesitant, like I was kind of assuming shit was gonna you know go. And there are a few uncomfortable scenes, absolutely. But uh, but I had never seen it before either. But then so then my second time through where I was really doing the sinning and stuff. So the first time through, I was kind of uh, about it. I thought it was fine. Second time through, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I, it's very charming, which that's a Wes Anderson staple, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I agree it's not as good as Fantastic Mr. Fox. It'd be somewhere probably like on the second tier for me of his films. Yeah, that um, seems right. But yeah, no, there's uh, the voice work's really good. I really like Brian Cranston. Uh, I think he's great in this. Mm. And uh, Edward Norton is excellent. And uh it's just, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of charming. It's funny. Um, it's also sad at times. I, I wrote that scent about this being the most uncomfortable, like 40 seconds of my, like ever yeah, watching a movie. Sure. <laughs> You're just like, you don't know what's going to happen to that dog. And I uh, think there's just, there's something Wes Anderson does with his, not just his stop motion. He does this with his yeah. human characters as well, where the words he puts in their mouth are, are so almost understated <laughs> and downplayed and it just works. There's something about it that's both a little bit funny, but also a little bit, um, there's a little bit of, you know, pathos uh, yeah. to it as well. Um, I don't know. I dig it. I think it's kind when, of an interesting uh, tone. Yeah. When you talk about, like, when pe- if, if I ever have a conversations about, like, favorite directors, like, he never really comes to my mind. But then when I watch one of his movies, I'm like, he might be one of them. Because he, he has his own, like, he has, there is, a Wes Anderson movie is a Wes Anderson movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's sure. nothing like it. 
Um, and maybe people have tried, I don't know, but there's, I don't know anything like it. I mean, he's kind of coming off that nineties indie scene a little bit. Cause like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, late nineties is when he came onto the scene with Rushmore and stuff, but it's, but it's not even like that. Like, I guess like Noah Baumbach and like Witt Stillman might be like the closest to him, but they're, it's still not the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, he, yeah. he writes characters and like you're saying understated, it's real casual. It's mm-hmm. really calm. Like it's just, no one gets upset. Mm-hmm. in a Wes Anderson movie it's just yeah. it's the weirdest vibe and when it works it's god it's amazing it's just it's like yeah. listening to a Jack Johnson song for like two and a half hours it's crazy yeah the movies of his that I, I love I love but I also hate some of his movies as no, well I, like yeah, there's some of it, his movies I just can't they I don't can't work. deal with uh, yeah they don't work aquatic, for me yeah uh, yeah there, there's yeah. definitely when they don't work it's bad but when they do work it's 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 yeah. awesome did you end up watching the video today I know I kind of like Gave you a slight warning about it. Yeah, I did end up watching it. I was, uh, I kind of went in a little bit prepared thinking, because you had said that there was some, you know, just some dog sensitive stuff. And since I have a sensitivity to animal situations, mm-hmm. I appreciated the heads up. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of put it on the background and sort of listened to the sins rather than watching it to see if, uh, but it really changed my sins experience when I did that because I missed a lot of context. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think I think the style of movie will always be something that intrigues me because it's different and seems special. It's abnormal and there's a care that goes into it that I um I think I really appreciate it because of the the time consumption that it takes to put something together that looks like this. Uh and I would be tempted to watch it, but um I don't know. Do you guys think I would like this one? It seemed I don't know, it just seemed like it was know. kind of weirdly it is paced. Real- there's, it is really hard to say. I think at the, I don't know no, that you would. I, there's I no like violent <laughs> to dogs, right? Like there's nothing like there's a dog right. fight, but there's nothing like there's not humans like hurting dogs. Right. It's more just the neglect of them. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it almost treats dogs more human. Yeah. In the way you would see humans treated in a movie, like aware that humans die, well, dogs die too, or aware that humans right. do this, well, dogs do this. Like it really treats them almost as human beings, which comes with a lot of different avenues. However, I think the style might be a little abstract for you. Like I think you might get bored. I'm not sure. It um, seemed it seemed a little bit bore uh, boring to me yeah no yeah that's what i'm wondering i'm wondering if it might I, be boring i to can you. absolutely i and i can understand if people find him boring i mean and uh and like what aaron was talking about his bad movies that is part of the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh yeah no I, I that might be right but as far as the subject matter i mean there are a few like there's a few moments where it's kind of like oh this is a little weird i mean i'm a little you know getting upset but then it ends up being okay uh, live chat is is dead on when they say Fantastic Mr. Fox may be a better place to start if you want to try. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox might you might enjoy that. And if and if you don't enjoy that, you know you won't enjoy you know okay. Isle of Dogs. But if you enjoy Fantastic Mr. Fox, that kind of gives you kind of that inroad to understanding what Wes Anderson movies are like. Um, and it's stop motion and it's cute and it deals with I, animals and that's. Yeah. That's up there, like my favorite, because that was in the it's aughts, great. right? It's a yeah, great, that's yeah, up there with one of my favorite movie. movies of the aughts. It might actually be my, I don't know. I God, I love Royal Tenenbaums. I love Royal Tenenbaums, but that Fantastic Mr. Fox might be his best movie. I don't know. I don't it's close. Know, I don't know that she would like it, but you could almost yeah. watch Fantastic Mr. Fox with Iris. Like it's, you know, it's it's really she simple that way. And, no, and it's, 
through that one too. Okay. <laughs> I think she'd be fine. I, I, don't I, I, my daughter watched it probably around her age, and I, I think I don't think she really <clears throat> cared for it. But like, but it didn't. It, there was nothing that bothered her. Uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like Zootopia, which apparently well, in, is like a horror movie to her. But <laughs> well, in like in like Jonathan said, Wes Anderson has this thing. I think we both were talking about this. Wes Anderson does this thing where the characters are always so easygoing. So like nobody's like angry. Like you said, anger is one of her triggers. Like yeah, there's like there's ang- very angry, little angry people faces. Mm-hmm. Everybody calmly talks about things that are happening, and um, you know, every, they they the the swear words in the movie are all the word uh, cuss. So it's just, you know, it's just he's stuff like, like that. It's it's really cute. He's like Aloe, That's man. Funny. He's super soothing. Like it mm-hmm. is, it's just, you get like in this, like, like I said, it's like, I don't really, I'm not a huge Jack Johnson fan, but that's just what popped in my head. But it's like listening mm-hmm. to that type of music where you're just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's just real mellow. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, all right, let's get into the sins. Um, today, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, the scientific method of sorting serum by color was a fun <laughs> yes, one. That was, funny. that was funny. Um, I liked the one that says because this is how you get ants. I mean, uh, how you how you get your documents wet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, just a kind of shift in how that one was delivered, and then the beautiful sushi ruined by doggy bags and tape. Mm-hmm. I like that. That one scene well. is gorgeous. By that sushi scene is just. Oh yeah, but so then, but it, that that did, but I just that was uh, yeah. I wanted sushi so bad after watching, even though he's. Poisoning I want sushi it. right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Cool. Let's ditch the rest of the show and go get sushi. I'm gonna do you go eat on sushi, to, what, Aaron. What's that? What's that <laughs> website? Is it Grubhub? There's there's several of them. Do you uh, eat sushi, Aaron? Sushi is terrible. Um, I like I found one sushi roll that I could stand. Maybe California roll is that a thing? Yes. There was that's there, that's there, a pretty like that's, that's just one, super basic. Yeah, Which yeah makes then sense that's for the you. one. <laughs> then that yeah, is my the wife, one. Then. My wife likes, like, she'll eat a California roll, but she won't, yeah. And isn't it also fried? Is a California roll also fried? No, that one's not, because I, I cannot oh, eat No, you can sushi. get them fried. You can mm-hmm. you can get just about Maybe anything fried. Maybe that's what fried. it was. Maybe I had had, a... Yeah, I was going to say, he might have had one fried, but, yeah. like, I don't get them fried, you know. Yeah. There are some sushis that are specifically deep fried, like, they'll have tempura shrimp on them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, no. Sushi is not an Aaron thing. Uh, there's way too many weird flavors in there. Yeah, my uh, wife. My wife loves teriyaki and... chicken though, so she'll go to a sushi place with me, and she'll just get teriyaki chicken. Nice. She's very. Um, Danae, had you finished up the ones you were wanted yeah. to talk about? Yep. Uh, I will also mention. Um, yeah, right. Like anyone could develop and distribute a vaccine in under a year. Uh, I thought that was well played. Uh, so basically, the entire second act of Thor Ragnarok. Then, uh, when <laughs> they're great. walking around the race, that's so great. Uh, I really like the using Wiley E. Coyote physics in a movie that's not a cartoon sin because immediately my brain's like, "Isn't it a cartoon?" And there's like a, there's a, there's a little bit of trolley aspect to that that I <laughs> yeah, really really like. Um, and then, uh, hey, you can't have a pack of alpha dogs, right? If Justin Timberlake taught me anything, there's only supposed to be one of those. Um, so true. Uh, and then the owls are liars. I learned that from Tootsie Roll Pop commercial. Uh, <laughs> that was a good Really, one. really made me laugh. <laughs> and then the outtake. Sometimes out there's just the perfect outtake. And this video had one. The When they're playing fetch and the outtake is stop trying to make fetch happen because the dog doesn't want to play fetch. 
It is just like it's perfect. It's it just is. so perfect. And, but what, and I just and wanted we had to mention back it. To back, we had back to back Mean Girl outtakes because the one before right. that was uh, I've got like ESPN or something, which was the one I put in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Barrett right. did the fetch one, which I was I remember watching. I was like, yeah. I, I didn't notice it in the script. It's but. it's like it was meant to be there, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, uh, yeah I really and, and that the editors well. could. I mean, they have they kind of do what they want with the with the mm-hmm. outtakes. So they could have done that on purpose as well. I'm not sure. But it was perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, you guys, you guys mentioned most of them. I will mention the. I was told there'd be no ghosts in this movie or math. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, I don't know. Some sign of we have younger listeners, but Aaron probably knows. It. Do you remember Chevy Chase as Gerald mm-hmm. Ford saying, yes. "I was told there'd be no math." Yep. Uh, and I think that's a pretty popular thing. So maybe people know that, but mm-hmm. that's where that's where I I was I was happy to get that in there. I just thought it was funny. Plus. Mm-hmm. Doing a Chevy Chase joke in a movie Bill Murray's in is always <laughs> that always works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a plot is failed by a simple hack. Independence Day taught writers all the wrong things. And uh, Barrett, my favorite of Barrett's was a uh, holy shit. Casual puppy murder is super casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's just like telling that story, and he's just like, you know, you know, I, I was a litter of nine. The six, the six girls were drowned <laughs> at birth. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, good stuff. Great it was an video. interesting movie to send to. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't hard, but it was just. I don't know. It was. It was kind of fun in a weird way because it was just not the type of movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen before. So yeah. Speaking of movies that aren't hard to send at all, uh, let's move on to Prince Caspian, oh the uh, second a gold of the new. Mine, it seemed. Yeah, the second of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe uh, modern trilogy. Or I guess it's not modern anymore. It's been a few years, but the the most recent. And they're gonna like, aren't they redoing it now? And so they're gonna start back at the beginning. I like, think they'll again. start at the beginning again. Yeah, they're never gonna. Yeah. Get, I remember that one. Somebody week, eventually were, is gonna get to the to the last battle. Eventually, someone's gonna get all one, seven books. What's the one you love though? The one the you magician's kept, nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody please make the magician's nephew book. Uh, you could even make it first. It's a prequel. It was but, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The first one of these was not bad. Like no, it was good. It they did I, yeah, a good it's job. Good. It's not great, but it's yeah. it's like it was very solid. I was actually surprised at how much I liked it at the time. Um, yeah, and uh, I actually got kind of excited about this, and then mm-hmm. I, and then I went and saw it, and I was like, "This is terrible." And it's I don't remember so terrible. I didn't remember. I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it since. And when I was watching the video, like it, it's like I had never seen it before. I know I've seen it, but I didn't remember anything. So. Yeah. It didn't look good. Uh, <laughs> this is a Dicer Scott script. Uh, Jeremy and I writing on this one. Danae, did you watch any of the modern uh, Narnia movies? Uh, the last, the last three: Blind Witch in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, Don Treader. Is, did you watch is any Don of those? Treader worth watching? By the way, I haven't seen it. It's better than this one. Oh, okay. It, it honestly is better than this one. But I mean, at that point, well, no they had really like interested. a lot less money, I think, and because uh, it yeah. was a different studio. I, yeah. I can't remember. There was something about it. I'm sorry, Danae. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I saw the first one uh, of this new kind of reiteration. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, this is a series I enjoy. I read the books with my mom when I was little and, mm-hmm. uh, then I don't, I think, was it an animated, was there an animated one? I can't remember what There I is watched. an animated one. There's also a BBC, uh, series where they did the movies, um, okay. that I used to, to watch the when I was a kid. Nephew? Uh, no, they got so. the silver chair though. They're the only one so far that got the silver chair. <laughs> I feel like Aaron's always like, "Hey, we're gonna restart this." And Aaron's like, "No." It was, it, it, was the, it was the BBC. I think it was the BBC one that I watched. That sounds familiar. I think mm-hmm. I've seen that um, because I think it was live action. I remember the White Witch very intensely. Uh, 
And I would put this into a category for me as a influential piece of um, entertainment uh, or, you know, reading and also just visually that had that definitely formed my love of fantasy. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's like a the aspect of uh, like religion or, you know, God that kind of plays through this story just some symbolism that my mom would talk to me about and point out. We would have conversations about, I just remember those just real briefly. I don't remember the details of the conversations. Mm -hmm. I just remember them happening, but that uh, this and other um, fantasy novels and stories could kind of have, I don't know, like a sense of purpose and value. And, uh, you know, like growing up in a church, you're kind of just taught that the only thing that you should really pay attention to is the Bible period. So bringing in other stories that can still evoke your imagination and like the creativity and just like your relationship with the divine. Those are special things. And he's a Christian writer too, right? Mm -hmm. Lewis. So uh, is Tolkien. So is Tolkien. Yeah. They, but I mean, if, I would say that I would say that they, like if I wrote a book, I don't know that I would write a Christian book. I might be a Christian that wrote a book. Oh no, I understand. Uh, you know that. what I mean? So I, I just, think, I, I think that's that how was... I interpret the stories of, uh, but Lewis, but isn't well. this but the reason I asked that though? Because isn't the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe considered kind of an allegory though? To it, man, if you research that stuff, it's so interesting. It is so obviously an allegory when you read it, and then you read what C.S. Lewis says, and he's like, "Nope, not that's not what I was intending to do." And it's like, you liar! How did you not intend that? <laughs> yeah, but maybe because I, I read but, the books when I was a kid. But it's but been I do the same time. things too. Like I, I there are some stuff in my campaign for Dungeons and Dragons where like mm -hmm. one of my players would say, "Oh, you clearly ripped this off from this story." Like, no, actually, I didn't. <laughs> But I can see how <laughs> it's just it's in your brain somewhere and yeah. it kind of pops out yeah. anyhow. Um, so I did watch the the movie when it came out. Um, and I just, you know, there's just some stories that maybe no one's going to get it really right for you. But I did enjoy the first one. I did not watch the other two I just, because I, I, I don't know. I can kind of smell when they're they're turning sour and I, I didn't want to go back. I just think they and they just refuse. They like keep teasing oh, them. Like we're going right. to get. Here we it's go. just like oh, uh, hurricane took out the set. Sorry, we're not doing. It. <laughs> just want a magician's nephew movie. That's no, but all I, definitely, I want. Um, I definitely didn't mean that. Like, if you're a Christian, you should write Christian. I just meant that I thought this specifically was like very much yeah, considered. The other thing that's really interesting to read up about, if you want to, and I, I actually did read more of this while I was researching for this uh, this script, is the relationship between Tolkien and Lewis is really interesting. I've um, heard that. In fact, the Lord of the Rings books would have never been written if Lewis hadn't like stayed on Tolkien to write them. <laughs> Isn't that like crazy? Lewis, Lewis was like, "This is good," and Tolkien's no, "This is crap." And Lewis is like, "No, like people will love this. Keep writing this." Like the the stories are really interesting. Their friendship is is a really you, fascinating thing to take a look at. You hear that a lot with writers and stuff. I mean, even in like movies, like you know the the Lucas Spielberg stuff back in the seventies. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of reasons, like you know, why Raiders of the Ark exists because of, you know, and stuff like that. And even De Palma, it's just yeah, stuff like that's always fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, like about that relationship too. I'm glad you bring it up because it's an encouragement. If you have somebody in your life that keeps telling you to do something because it's like you should just pursue it and you have a lot of people yeah. or just several people that are really insistent, maybe try it out. Maybe go for it. Yeah. You know, okay. like if Do somebody's that. saying, you might be able to write sins on sins videos and you're like, no, I couldn't do that. That's you true. Should maybe. 
Yeah. Or someone's like, yep. hey, Danae, yeah. you should really watch this movie. Maybe she should watch the, maybe she Wait, should watch think, the movie. I think it just got a little bit personal. No. I think it just got a little I'm bit different. Kidding. I've never actually done that. I was just uh, making fun of Aaron, basically. Uh, yeah, but also, real quick, real weird. Uh, I weirdly love Shadowlands, by the way. <laughs> if, you're like a, if you're a C.S. Lewis fan. Sure. That is a great movie that for some reason just... I think at yeah. the time it did okay, but like it's definitely not something people talk about anymore. But that's no. uh, Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. uh, plays mm-hmm. him, and, and Deborah Winger plays wife. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a powerful movie. Yeah, powerful it really movie is. about grief, and yeah, no, it's good stuff. Okay, but when is one of you guys bringing me sushi? <laughs> well, let's, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's get through the. Let's Aaron get didn't the bring sins. me a banana shake the other day. So Jonathan, uh, why don't you start us off? What are some of your favorite sins from this? Oh, uh, in the industry, they call this the doom and gloom to womb zoom, of course. Was... <laughs> I mean, <sighs> this happened so much, but now it has a title. <laughs> doom and gloom to womb zoom. You're, it is. It's one of those cliches where it's like, oh, no, somebody's in trouble. They're screaming. Oh, no, they're giving birth. Oh, they're giving birth. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. The womb And then I was zoom. like, I was actually, I oh, remember I was surprised when Aaron, uh, uh, at the, I mean, I knew this before today's episode, but when I watched that the first time, I was surprised Danae hadn't hadn't written on that episode, hadn't written on that video. <laughs> uh, uh. I I assume this was Jeremy because it's felt like Jeremy, but th- this entire city was destroyed except this spot, which no one ever found. Eat my ass. <laughs> yeah you assume correctly i also like when the characters said like i think i've already found what i'm looking for and the sin is you should tell bono poor guy <laughs> <laughs> the only difference between this and game of thrones are the camera angles and this probably has a better finish <laughs> Just yeah. thought that was great just the idea yeah. the audacity to say prince caspian ended better than game of thrones. i know i know that's and it might be true and it's true that's what i was thinking <laughs> I don't want to be, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed putting that one together. Uh, Tanae, what about you? Uh, let's see. Um, when he tears his shirt to make a torch and his brother is getting a flashlight. Uh, and that's why this movie is two hours long. <laughs> Ugh, this movie is so, so long. There are so many uh, sins that reference the length of the movie, but mm-hmm. each sin references the length in a, a really interesting and hilarious way. And I was mm-hmm. so happy to see the repetition of of that and that was when i wasn't expecting like he's tearing his shirt to make a thing and then he finds it and he, that's why this movie is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah. one point where you guys said that center it's like it's still an hour longer and i'm like holy yeah. crap it's like, true what? i had that experience i was like oh good we're to the final battle let me check the runtime there's still an hour left what in the world um the things never happen the same way twice and then it's ironic coming from a disney lion who is also a king Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Um, just <laughs> another time one that killed me <laughs> was when Jeremy Jeremy's delivery was like, let me just check on this. There's another hour of fucking what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of <Yep>. what? <laughs> and then the Zelda outtake really cracked me up. Uh, yeah, you have to do anytime somebody gets loot from a chest. I mean, you got to go with the Zelda. I'll take, uh, I'd also mention nine armed guards at the execution, two guys with pointy sticks by the city exit. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I told you we should have killed him when we had the chance. You know why we can't? Uh, and then the answer is because the movie's named after him. Um, (laughs) you know, it's a different way to say plot armor, uh, kind of thing. Uh, you should tell Bono you mentioned, uh, I really just liked the man. Remember school? That sin, just, <laughs> that sin just laid me. That one killed me. 
Um, and my anger mismanagement for this week, the a sin that makes me unreasonably angry, is the face armor that they designed for these people with huge eye holes that just completely leave their eyes open but are formed to going fit for the their eyes. goatees. Uh, <laughs> that just, for whatever reason, really ticked me off. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The This movie went from Mouse House to Bloom House real fast. Uh, I enjoyed. Um, and then I wanted to mention the Regina Spector song at the end because it's so good. It's such a great song, that and happens. it's so weird to have it pop up. At, and it wasn't just over the credits. That's the weird thing. Like, all of a sudden, like, as the movie is happening... This incredible song pops up. It was just, I don't know. It was, it well, kind of took me out of it. I don't so. know. It's just like, you know, I mean, soundtracks aren't what they used to be. And they weren't even, right. they weren't even at that point. But you still, every now and then, yeah, you just get a really killer song for a movie. And it could be a bad movie. I did want to mention, one I forgot to mention, though, was, uh, dude, your sister's hot. Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the delivery of that was awesome. I had to look up, though, real quick. I was like, man, how old is this girl? But she was 20. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other thing about this one, it's, it's nice to be seen. Uh, many, many people messaging me privately, publicly, in chats, different places, like, I know you wrote on this one. This one, I can can feel you, whether it was the Doctor Who stuff or the puns or the womb zoom or whatever. People were like, uh, Dicer did this one. And I got to tell you, that's fun. It's fun to be known and seen in that way. So I appreciate that. Uh, Let's move into keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to take a look at some of the things that we encountered while putting together the content for the week. Uh, Maybe some interesting Google searches, some deleted sins, uh, maybe some research, whatever you're thinking of. I can start because we were just talking about Caspian and I'll continue in there. Somebody in the chat was saying another one I knew was Dicer was the trebuchet sin. 
you are correct, and that is my uh, keeping tabs uh, for this week. Um, and I think the sin basically was like something I, I didn't write it down, but there was some trebuchet word wordplay. It's a trebuchet that this is a trebuchet, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so I did want to research and make sure that automatically loading trebuchets weren't really a thing. Now, it may just seem common sense that they aren't. Um, you can possibly design them this way, but the counterweight has to be reloaded in a way that will uh, allow for the continuing of the force because obviously perpetual motion doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. So there has to be some extra force counterweighted somehow. So yes, they could exist, but they would involve a lot more gap between. Uh, even if they automatically loaded, they would have to be manually um, uh, powered up. So so yeah, so I, I felt pretty good uh, sending that. And of course, the fact that all of a sudden they're going 40 feet further you know, just by a single command. <laughs> it's like, you know, it was just, it was a really, really strange mm-hmm. uh, device to believe could actually happen. So, but I did research that and was comfortable enough going, yep, those trebuchets couldn't work. So I'll mention that one. Yep. And that's all the time I'm spending on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, mine, I mean, there's not much to mine, but I did, I, I don't even, I'm trying to remember how, I was looking up something on owls and uh, I came across the thing where, uh, the we had a sin in Isle of Dogs where they say go get the owl some water, and then come to find out that owls typically don't just drink water like from a pond or anything. They drink it from the corpse of whatever animal <laughs> they've killed. Great. Which I mean, maybe that's really common with animals, but it wasn't something uh, I had ever heard before. So I just I just decided to to put it in there. I don't know. There was just a lot of owl stuff going on in Isle Dog. So I was just kind of Googling <laughs> mm-hmm. owls and seeing if there was anything I could use. And I just randomly came across that. I was like, hell yeah. Nice. And uh, also, I also found out that they can, which I guess I knew this, but I didn't know the extent of it. But they can, uh, they don't have traditional eyeballs like humans do, which is why they have to turn their heads. Um, I guess they don't, they don't have like, they can't move their eyeballs. And uh, they some can turn up to 270 degrees. Like that's mm-hmm. like... That's exorcist level. Yeah, uh, I learned that when I send. It's crazy. The owl people of the. Oh yeah, Gahooling. the owls of Gahul. Yeah, I guess I forgot we did that one. So the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know yes. a lot about owls. You might have. Yeah, hey, oof. I but the really drinking the water, the drinking the water from the corpse thing was just that. That was haunting, and uh, mm-hmm. now I'm scared of owls. So that's good. As you should be. You always should have. Throw been. that on the list. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally there. People behind imaginary people behind shower curtains. <laughs> owls. I also shared with Aaron and Danae today. I'm, I have a I have an irrational fear of being scalped. <laughs> it's like I just... <laughs> listen. I will tell you again right here, as I did in our Slack chat. Uh, being afraid of scalp being scalped is not irrational. That is well, that I mean, is worth just, fearing. But it's not like is that a common thing in like Nashville, Tennessee? I mean, like where am I going to get scalped? Is what I guess what listen, I'm trying to. Listen, I say. live in a landlocked state. I'm still afraid of drowning. <laughs> So, like, you can can be afraid of stuff that isn't likely to happen. Um, Danae, what about you? Ooh, well, I obviously dug into all the bookshelves in the bookstore. um, And uh, there were some, there was one comment that kind of like, you know, where I was like, just made me twitch and it irked me slightly, um, which the... The idea was that the behind the counter book area is where people return their books. And so they haven't been put out into the store yet. I thought about that. I thought about including something like a wink to that because I've worked in a bookstore before. 
but this was not that. This was uh, like a little information desk area and there were rows and they there were several that were on display. So it was it was a display case. There was front facing books and uh, there were repeated ones. There was like sections where there was five or six books all together as if that was where they belonged. So I did my research and I almost commented on their comment, but I was like, you know what? I think maybe I'm just working too hard this week well, and I'm looking for an outlet for my rage and I should not. Right. Some, something bad is about to happen yeah, if yeah. I start typing I, here. Yeah, if I, if I let this go, the deluge will continue and it'll, right. be, it'll be like, whoa, Danae. As someone who has frequented so many bookstores, those shelves behind the counters, they have returns and they also have uh, on hold, like people that have ordered stuff, right? They're rarely like more than a third full. Like, cause I mean, if that, if that was returns, then that bookstore is not making any money. Cause I mean, that's the, <laughs> that was a lot of stock that people were returning. I mean, right. I, so no, I, I don't think that's what that was supposed to be at all. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, so just to kind of give a little bit, there was Nostradamus and his prophecies. There was mm-hmm. the depression workbook. There was the internal world and external reality object relations theory applied by Otto Kenberg. There was also a man and his symbols, uh, a, a, the diet principle, the train robber's daughter, the melodramatic life of Eva Evans from 1876 to 1970, and the cooperative dream, which was a history of the Kauai colony. Mm-hmm. In California, oh, it's mm. a rich history of of their. Uh, of course, uh, of, yeah, of you, that, you ordered that, that book, right? <laughs> I have to say, it was it was. Uh, you know, sometimes you just spend too much time on a sin. This was mm. one where I I wrote a few variations of this sin, where I thought about almost like having the narrator say all the titles, and well, that should be over here in the biography section, and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. it just it was so wordy and clearly over the top. So I I didn't need to do all of the research that I did, but I did. I clicked on them all. I made sure I understood what section that they should be in. Uh, I went super nerdy on it. Some of the variations was to actually try to visually reorganize the bookshelf and talk about the sin. Like these should be up here and this should go over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But after an hour, of writing variations of this one. I landed where it was. I really did enjoy it a lot. And the editors did a great job. My notes for that one, this is really interesting. So to me, it's interesting. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you've got this visual of the guy standing behind the bookshelf and you've got like six bookshelves you can see behind him, but we're only talking about four. And I labeled each bookshelf, like upper left quadrant, upper right quadrant, lower left, you know, like this. And so when I was doing my notes to the editors, it was all in code. It was like fourth book over in the upper left quadrant. <laughs> the title of the book is this blah, blah, blah. And like, so it was really <laughs> intricate. Nice. Um, and I thought I had kind of maybe overdone it, but they nailed it. So it was a neat moment as a writer talking to an editor to kind of go, Hey, the, you literally delivered exactly what I wanted in my mind. Um, and I communicated well enough to you that I didn't even, there was no fixes or anything on it. There wasn't any, Oh, it was actually yeah. this book or no, oh, it was over here. It. It was literally mm-hmm. the very first time we saw it. It was a, it was perfect, and that um, that happens when you kind of learn how to communicate. And that was a kind of a cool moment for me, actually, as as a writer to the editors. They really did a nice good job on that edit. Well done. All right, let's move into the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. 
We're each going to take a look at a comment from the various places that people comment at, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be the YouTube videos, the Discord channel, anywhere that you can leave a comment. Whether it be the YouTube or th- or the Twitter. Uh, so, Danae, why don't you uh, kick us off? What's your comment for the comment section this week? Uh, mine comes from Bobby Phillips, who uh, on SpongeBob says, uh, quoting at the sin of what? Do you live under a rock? And then the comment is all in caps as Bobby screams, how have I never gotten that joke before in over 20 years of SpongeBob? And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's great. That is always mm-hmm. fun, uh, for sure. Um, I will go with the series of comments on the SpongeBob that starts with, I like how the narrator didn't realize it's a kazoo. Uh, that's the first comment <laughs> with a bunch of bunch of likes. And then under it, uh, somebody says, fool, tis a snare drum. And then somebody under that says, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's clearly a block of cheese. And then somebody under that says, nope, it's mayonnaise. And that went on for maybe 20 comments. So love oh, seeing that beautiful. kind of fun stuff in the comment section. Beautiful. Uh, that is a blast. Jonathan, what about you? Uh, I actually got a. Uh, we were tweeted. Uh, uh, we were shared a video last week. I um, I was talking about like just uh, I guess raising my daughter and you know not being not getting the whole like you need to have a shotgun you know ready for when your daughter starts dating. And then uh, Jennifer Kittle, uh, one of our listeners uh, at JSDK one two two nine, shared a video with us of uh, Harry Connick Jr on the Ellen DeGeneres show right. talking about this exact topic. Cause he has yep. three daughters, I think, and two mm-hmm. of them. At, well, they're older now. Cause this was like five or six years ago. But uh, at the time, I think they were like 12, 17 and 18. So she, Ellen DeGeneres was asking about the 17 and 18 year olds. And then he kind of in a side note just said, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, say the whole thing about like, do you have a shotgun ready? And he gave this really awesome explanation as to why that's such bullshit. And why that's a terrible way to think about it. I mean, it's a terrible, but you know, it's a, it's a, sure, it's sure. kind of a, and he said kind of an, I can't remember, I don't know, antiquated way of thinking about it. And it's almost kind of insulting, you know, the idea that your daughters can't, uh, aren't able to find the right person, you know, that kind of thing, or find someone that's good enough for them. And he talked about how it's all, in, you know, part of it has to do with how you raise them, right? That you've got to, you've got to help them with that, get that self esteem and, you know, to where they can, they can seek out people that match with them better. And um, and then he was like, you know, you don't need the damn shotgun. It's just, it's, it's just, it's really awesome, like 45 seconds or something. Yeah. Um, and I was really happy that Jennifer shared that because that's exactly what I was trying to say and I couldn't figure out how to say it. And uh, so Harry Connick Jr. and I are simpatico. And uh, if you want to check that out, if you go to YouTube, you can just click, you can just search uh, like Harry Connick Jr. on his daughter's dating, I think is what it's called. But uh uh, it's like uh, 56 seconds in or something is what is what the timestamp is. But it's uh, yeah, yeah. So I just I really appreciated that because that's that was that was really cool to see uh, somebody else thinking the same thing and especially being somebody as cool as uh, Harry Connick Jr., uh, who most of you might know from Copycat, where. Uh, <laughs> Not Independence Day, copycat. We're going with copycat or instead not, of Independence not his Day. Mus- musical career, his many albums. Uh, yeah, I knew we weren't going with the obvious, but uh, what does yeah. he say? Copycat though. What is it? The squirrel. I, I'm not. I don't know. Does, does he say? Does he say kicking tires and lighting fires, Big Daddy? Does he no, say that? No, no, okay. he's a, uh, he's a serial killer in copycat, <laughs> but he's very good. He is very good. Uh, I love, I love Harry Conic Jr. Yeah, I yeah. love Harry Conic Jr. in so many ways. Um, I think and he's, he's an so awesome talented. Father. 
Apparently, I uh, he is on, he has been on my um, concert bucket list for a long time, and you know it may not be one I ever get to get around to being able to accomplish. But he, he is just such an incredible musician, so talented. He did a during the pandemic, he went down to his studio and produced an entire album by himself, played all the instruments, did all the vocals, and that kind of stuff, which he's done before. Uh, he's had other mm-hmm. albums where he plays every instrument on the album. Um, but he's just such a talented dude and, and doesn't age. Like I, like <laughs> I swear to God that dude doesn't age cause he's been around forever and he just yeah. looks the same. It's like, yep. how do you do this? My favorite all time American Idol judge as well. I uh, loved it when he was on American Idol. Oh, that's right. I stopped watching at that point. I forgot yeah. he was on. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. Let's move into beyond the sins to infinity and beyond somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. Jonathan is going to kick us off this time. Yeah, I actually saw I actually saw a couple of uh, a mo- new movies this week, 2021 movies, but I'm actually going to talk about the one I didn't really like that much because the one I kind of liked was I'll just say real quick. If you haven't checked, if you're interested in checking out Oxygen on Netflix, the new Alexander Aja movie, I would I would recommend it. It's it's a slight it's a slight recommend. It's it's pretty good, but I but I, I kind of want to talk about uh, uh, Woman in the Window. Uh, have you seen Woman in the Window, Aaron? I have okay. seen Woman in the Window. You've seen or no uh, the movie, not what you spy on every day. Oh, oh no, I'm snap. sorry. Snap! I've seen both actually. Nice. Uh, that actually didn't... more more sun tanning on her deck, but continue. On. <laughs> <laughs> the woman sun tanning on her deck. That'd be a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, it's a great movie. So this is based on a book from uh, 28. It's based on a. No- it's a movie on Netflix. It's based on a novel by AJ Finn. Um, AJ Finn, real quick, by the way, which I read the book before all this came out because it was like a year later. Uh, if this would, for some reason, he did come into some controversy. He's uh, he's a, actually a pseudonym. Uh, I think the guy's name uh, Dan Mallory. He uh, apparently in his past like bios and stuff or interviews he. Uh, kept saying about how he survived brain cancer and uh, that mm-hmm. ended up not being true. So uh, not really sure what all that was about. I've never looked that deep into it, but just in case anyone out there is like, why didn't you mention the the controversy mm-hmm. I just mentioned? Uh, but with that being said, he's not a bad writer. It's a It was a really entertaining book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and so you have like an entertaining mystery, murder mystery, and then you have a really good cast. Uh, you've got Amy Adams, you've got uh, Gary Oldman, you've got Julian Moore, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, you've got uh, Wyatt Russell and Anthony Mackie, uh, kind of doing a little bit of a Captain and Winter Soldier, even though they're not in a scene together. But uh, right. they're still both in the movie, so it counts. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, this was also supposed to come out, I think, a year ago or two years ago. Uh, Netflix bought it uh, during the pandemic, and they just released it. So this was supposed to be like a summer movie a year or two ago. Um, but anyways, you have a good murder mystery. You have a good cast. I don't know how you bungle this, but my God, this movie is not good. Um, I didn't hate it, but it's not very good. Um, I think part of the problem, too, is with that being said, it's a good cast. One of the actors that was cast was, um, sorry, I can't remember, Fred Hetching, Hetchinger. I think that's how you say his last name. He's He plays the son of uh, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. and Jennifer uh, uh, Gary Oldman. He plays the son of Gary Oldman, uh, who lives across the street. They're new neighbors. And... Um, that he was, I think he was just miscast. I, I don't know. He's not. He's not very effective in the role. I, I. He's been in other movies where he's been fine, but there was something really off about his performance in this. And it's kind of an important role. So 
Yeah. Uh, that was a problem. I also thought just I, I maybe Joe Wright just isn't my director. I I have this problem with a lot of his movies. I wasn't a fan of um what was the one with Kira Knightley and um the it was like a period piece, also kind of a mystery. It was I don't um, remember. Uh oh, it was Atonement. Oh, which yeah, I know yeah. was a really popular movie. Might have even been nominated for Best Picture. Wasn't a huge fan of that. Wasn't a huge fan of Darkest Hour. Um, and uh, and so maybe that's it. I, but I don't think he's very good at directing a thriller. Or yeah. at least at least he needs... At least maybe this... He wasn't... I don't know. Maybe he'll get there. But it, this movie... And uh, so it's not... I don't think it's very suspenseful. It's kind of it's kind of weird the way they do the suspense scenes. It's also just really odd what they do with some of the characters. Like the cops are just assholes to her. Like mm-hmm. right out of the gate, <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense why they're like such pricks to her. Like it, it, and they even know like her whole story and everything. Which I don't want to get into too much of that because there's a whole mystery. But it's essentially a rear window thing, right? Amy Adams, she's agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. She can't leave the house, um, and she is just basically spying on her neighbors. And she witnesses a murder, and then nobody believes her. Um, and, uh, and then, so she has to prove that it's true and, uh, and there, and it's, it's a, it's a perfectly fine plot for a a thriller and it, and with this cast, you would hope it would work, but I don't know. It just, it just didn't work for me, uh, for probably many of the reasons I listed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have too much to add. This movie's terrible. Um, I am closer to hating it. I think than you are. I just, I just don't think it works. And and I might, uh, I, maybe my love of the, maybe my enjoyment of the book is actually, is still like making me trying to feel a little positive, but like, no, be. I didn't, I definitely didn't like it. Um, could be. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think there are several issues and, and we reviewed this on Sif Pop, uh, this past I have to go week. Back and listen so, to that. um, so yeah, I have extensive thoughts there, but overall, I just think this movie thinks it has something amazing when it has nothing to all, like there's like every time like I feel the movie going look at this I go who cares <laughs> like it's just well, like it's- it doesn't do a great job of of helping me understand like the information it's trying to give me in uh, a way that that makes sense um, or feels yeah. impactful to me. So, well, I, I haven't read the book. I mean, I read the book three years ago, but like I I remember enjoying it, and and I was just watching this movie. Like the book must have like laid these things out better because. And granted, you know, you have a lot more room to do that in a book than, you know, you do in a movie. But still, it was just like, yeah, like the twists that happened, you know, mm-hmm. just they're so like matter of fact. Like there's that one thing about uh, there's something we learned about her life mm-hmm. and her family, like yeah. maybe about 30 minutes before the movie ends. And it's just the cop just kind of randomly says it like, you know, and it it's, you know, it's like you could miss it. Like if you weren't paying attention to that one spot, it's just right. weird. Everything about it is weird. I think Joe Wright. I, I think Joe Wright has a lot to do with it, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, but I don't know. I it was disappointing. I didn't think it was going to be great, but God, I thought it would just be a fun murder mystery. You know. Yeah, it's and not. It, it's yeah. it's not all that good. It's not it's worth not. watching at all. I would no. not, I would go watch Oxygen uh, if you're going to go watch a new Netflix movie. Good call. Uh, something else you can watch. I'll go next. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you're heading over there to Netflix, season two of Love, Death, and Robots is out. This is a uh, series of short films that are all kind of based in sci-fi. You know, robots obviously are mentioned. Love, death. 
Um, the first season was like 18 of these short films. Season two is like eight. So there's there's quite a bit fewer in this season. But I'm really glad it's back, and I'll tell you why. Two reasons. Number one is this is this is an avenue for creativity that just needs to exist. Just like an anthology series where people can do cool things with animation, test the boundaries, test the limits, see what they can do, and have fun doing uh, these things. And number two, there's a lot of interesting thought processes that are going on uh, in this TV show that I'm really enjoying watching. Um, so it's it's just like um, I'm trying. I was gonna say heavy metal. If you remember the the movie Heavy Metal, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a real similarity to what's going on here in the idea that it's just like creative, very adult things that are you know being put on screen so are there are there journey songs played during it or <laughs> devo possibly quite That'd be possibly amazing that would be amazing heavy metal um i will also say that some of the realistic computer generated uh animation that's going on in some of these movie these short films is blowing my mind we are so close to uh, getting over the uncanny valley. We're really close to where it'll be almost indistinguishable to tell. There's, there is a completely compu- computer-generated film in this one that, um, oh, why does his name just just slip my mind? Uh, Creed. Um, the guy who played Creed? Michael, yes. Michael B. Jordan? Thank you. There's that Michael. Mike, yes, I believe that so. That sounds weird. Is that <laughs> does? I know. That's why I just I hate how brains well, work I sometimes. Like Michael Jordan. Did I say that wrong? No, no, no. It is. It is Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Um, it is. <laughs> so he is in one of these, and I swear it's just Michael B. Jordan acting. Like I mean, but it's all computer generated of him. Uh, so yeah, I just I'm really impressed by what's going on here, and as a technical achievement alone, I think this is worth watching. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's also kind of like Saturday Night Live, like in that, like if you don't like something, there's something else coming, you know, mm-hmm. within a few minutes, and you you might enjoy that. So it's like even if some of them don't quite hit for me, there'll be one that'll come and I'll be like, oh, that was amazing. So um, season one is better. Season two is still worthwhile, I think. So if you haven't checked out Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix at all, um, again, just to, just to mention it, very adult concepts, very adult things happening. Uh, in these, uh, there's violence, there's gore, there's sex, there's, you know, not stuff you're used to seeing in animated uh, s- stuff most of the time. But I uh, just want to make sure you know that, that that is there. And it's called Love, Death, and Robots. Nice. Danae, finish us off. What is your behind the sins this week? Um, this might be a little repeat for those that listen to Aaron and I's Monday morning show, The Morning DNA, on Twitch or YouTube's. Um, but I am in a musical obsession, so I just want to make sure that everybody knows about Newton Faulkner because I am still obsessed with this man sure. and his nice. music. Um, I talked about it a little bit. Uh, and his ginger beard. On, on our other show. So I'm going to try not to be too repetitive for those that listen to both shows. Um, I will say that this week and last week, you know, you know. In recent history, we've been doing a lot with our jobs and the stress level has been really, really high. And I kind of forgot how amazing music can be to change your mood. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audio shows, but I have just gotten out of the habit of listening to music. And um, there have been several times this week where I just, I have needed to have life from somewhere. 
Like, you know, you kind of like look around. I go to my phone. I go look at memes. Nothing makes me laugh. You know, it's like <laughs> I just it's need so something to feed my my soul right now. And uh, I've just told Google to play Newton Faulkner. And I am telling you every single song for me right now is just like, oh, that was nice. Oh, that was unique. Oh, that had a good beat. Oh, that lyric was impactful. And I haven't found an artist that I've been quite this obsessed about in a very long time. So again, his name is Newton Faulkner. And I highly recommend that you put on his tunes immediately. And then I also found one that is an an amazing troll song. It is both an amazing song in and of itself. And it is also a song that you want to share with people because you just want to hear them react to it. And it is called uh, Down by the Lake by Dean Summerwind. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Let me look that it is correct. Parked out parked by out, the lake. Parked out by the lake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a song by Dean Summerwind, uh, Parked by the Lake. <laughs> so funny. Uh, you can read the full lyrics, but I recommend you don't. I recommend you just listen to no, it and let the lyrics to, wash I don't over you. Like, I don't usually like country music, but this one got me. This <laughs> one uh... legitimately and a hundred percentedly uh, had my husband listen to it, and he and I are. Uh, fans of this song and we hope yeah. you guys are too my family too my uh when i i posted in a family chat uh the same thing i just said you know not not usually a country fan but this one got to me and uh, i think my oldest son is going to use this for their first dance at their wedding next year oh so. my god i actually believe you when you said that <laughs> yeah so well, be careful. that's what he said so you it's, know believe it's him. amazing dean Summerwind. now uh dean is a very talented musician um, I think he actually may have been on the voice because I was looking through his YouTube channel and there was like a m- appearance on the voice. So I don't know if maybe he kind of went on and, and, um, but the reason that I found Dean was because he is part of the wild RP, um, red dead redemption group that I found mm-hmm. on Twitch. Uh, he plays one of the characters on that server and is absolutely hilarious to watch role play. Um, his commentaries and his wit are fantastic. He also streams on Twitch as he creates music and he's writing a song right now that is so good. And I like, I just literally will have him playing on Twitch as he's tweaking everything. Um, but this particular song is one that you all need to listen to again, Dean Summerwind, parked by the lake or parked out by the lake on some, you can find it in both of those ways. And then also please listen to Newton Faulkner. Parked by the lake is on YouTube. Newton Faulkner is wherever you find your music. Love death and robots on Netflix and woman in the window on Netflix. But don't as watch well. that one. Don't but watch don't watch that, watch that one. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can do that. You can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, an owl behind a shower curtain, and myself, we will see you next week. (laughs) Happy Eat More Fruits and Vegetables Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts.
I probably should have gone to the bathroom first. That's, that would be smart. Oh, I also need to check my levels. Fuck. <laughs> Holy Toledo's. What's happening right now? Oh, oh, maybe. Hey, will you talk somewhere? Yeah, I can talk. I can talk. I know how to talk. I got you. I know how to talk. I know how to do that. Hey, buddies, I am just expressing myself. You can calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. Hold, hold on a second, though. I got, let me, let me do some real quickly. This, Where are you going to do some yoga? No, this trash behind me is going to get on my nerves. I don't want people seeing it. Oh, my goodness. It. Oh, no. People are going to see your trash. People are going to see your trash. Your trash. I get a haircut today. Uh-huh. And let's just say she better also trim my my eyebrows. Oh, are they doing the? They are out of control. Are they doing the World of Warcraft elf yes. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people would really appreciate eyebrows like that. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I've got I've got great face hair. <laughs> As, aside aside from my beard, but like Man. my eyelashes and I should say eye hair. Like my eyelashes and uh, eyebrows are awesome. Yeah, yeah. With very little upkeep. So cool for you. So great for you. You like to have a bunch of crap on your office floor, so yeah. I moved it to the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll let feel, the I, games begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife and I both have horrible allergies when it comes to like dusting. Um, I'm not saying we can't do it. I do dust when I need to. But I'm not yeah. trying to get out of it, but it does, uh, you know, it does cause some problems sometimes. The snap would have been torture for you guys. <laughs> we would have just been dust. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. That's a good question. Would you have rather still been around or would you just have rather been snapped? Uh, I, I'm always going to go with still be around. I, think I don't know. So, I, but... I don't know why. It's just. I know, but but you could kind of see why somebody would struggle sure. with that, right? Sure. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Kind of uh, like if there was a zombie apocalypse. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I'm. I mean, I'm dying pretty quickly anyway. But yeah, I'll stick it out as long as I can. Even though, as we've said in the Walking Dead uh, sins, that would be the dumbest thing ever. Like that would get taken care of so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, after this past year and seeing how. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, you can't use this past year because we also created and distributed a vaccine within a year. You know what I mean? Like, I know, that's true. So it's kind of got both sides to it where it's like, yeah, humans are stupid, um, but also we know, can also but, do amazing things. But we also might have tails in a year. I don't know. I mean, that's what I hear. So That'd be awesome. See. All right, let's do the bony pot so we can get that done before we go live. Yeah, my answer is going to be boring. Mine is too. Oh, well, then give me Maybe a second, guys. Maybe we have the same answer. Ooh, give me a, no, no, Aaron, no. There's no second. We go now. We go now. Give me, give no. me a second. I, I no. need to find... Would you let me say my joke? No. We let have me say 14 my joke. minutes. No. <laughs> give me a second. I also need to find a boring answer. Mine's way too exciting. Oh, see, that, that was good. Sorry about that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like you just wrote a theme song for like a show on 
Disney kids or something. Like, I could write jingles without even thinking about it. You could you could be the new They Might Be Giants. And their brand new album, Flood. That has been out for a long time. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really. <laughs> That's like it goes right into that, it's I so, think. No, it's so good. It, yeah, yeah, I remember I remember getting Flood freshman year of college and just playing snot out of that cd oh you you didn't get it until freshman year of college correct yeah 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 that was my Um, freshman year of high school when it came out and that's i'm pretty sure i got it did it come out in 90 yeah that would have been like my sophomore year of high school yeah 90 is a really good year for music for albums but i didn't i didn't know anything about those Mm -hmm. guys for you know until like 94 or 93 Mm -hmm. late 93 and I just, I just wore the snot out of that album. I loved it so much. There's cool mm-hmm. harmonies. It's funny. Like there's interesting, quirky ideas. Birdhouse it's really in interesting. Your soul. The way, it's, the way it's put together is really interesting. Yeah. I, because I saw them, in, I saw them in a concert. Uh, my wife and I went like maybe ten years ago, where they played that album, but they played it backwards. They started with hmm. the last track, and, and it, was, it was, I don't know, it was just interesting. Nice. All right, it is showtime. Um, I'll do the countdown, and, and we'll go. You ready? Chick A? The Nickin? No. Jack A. Chick A. What is happening? <laughs> Mary. Did you guys watch 227? <laughs> I thought you were doing It's a Wonderful Life. No, Jack Mary. A, the actor, the you know, Jack A, she was on 227. You don't, guys don't remember Jack A? Never mind. No, no. Mary. <laughs> That's what she would all, oh, yeah, that is. I did probably do more of it. A Jimmy Carter than I mean a Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. <laughs> what is happening? What is, what is happening? <laughs> you meant Kristen Stewart. I know what you I meant. Did. I did. I don't know what slab bulkhead means by I seem more like a top, but okay. I'm gonna take that well, as a compliment. Oh we can no, just we can just a, move on. It's a yeah, it's a it's a, it's a thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 tell you about it later, Jonathan. Yeah, we'll tell you about, we'll it, tell later. about it. We'll tell you about it later. <laughs> It's the terror of knowing what the world is about. Watching some good friends screaming. Is Bowie is Bowie your favorite artist? I know you've worn shirts in the past, so that's usually a sign. I fucking love Bowie. What era of Bowie do you love most? Yes. <laughs> I love Bowie. Uh the the knife. Yeah. The knife era. The, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I, I Oh my I, god. What? I just now got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am gonna have to let the dogs out. Who? 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 Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if. If you don't win your first bet, bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 